Hawks. So rule number one, it is definitely okay to laugh at church. <laughs> um, graduations are always an exciting time for anybody, but you know nobody quite celebrates like we do, so got to love our people. Um, thank you guys. It's always good to be back. Um, my name is David, in case we haven't met before. Uh, just good to see you again for most of you. We already know each other. Um, can we give one more congratulations to all of the graduates that we're acknowledging today? like not only graduating but all of the the stuff as she put it that came along with it that was really quite an accomplishment and um actually we're gonna just stick with this thought of graduation um as the backdrop in the context of everything that we're going to talk about today um i really want to think about this idea of graduating from and thinking about what is it that we graduate to um and you know i missed the black church turn to your neighbor <laughs> Say, what is it that you're graduating from? And what is it that you're graduating to? Oh, we're going to have fun. It's going to be nice. Um, God, thank you for allowing us to be here today. Thank you for allowing us to uh, be amongst family, to have fun. Um, and in doing that, to hear something from you. Um, I have no problem saying that if you don't speak, I, we, there's no reason for us to be here. So um, do please remove me out of the way and um, allow us to hear a fresh and a clear word from you on today. Amen. Um, first off, if we are pictures, uh, I mean, if we are friends on Facebook, then you've probably seen some pictures of me um, with this little guy, my nephew, um, that's him. His name is Robbie. And um, you've got some pretty exciting um, adventures this summer. Uh, we've got to go to uh, Chicago, got to say, put him on his first plane ride, take him out to New York City. Um, we just came from like the Taste of Chicago, been doing a lot of different stuff here in Cincinnati, saw the first uh, on-Broadway show. There we are in Times Square at the big Hershey store. I paid $10 for that s'more. <laughs> um, but, you know, having lots of fun. Now, it looks like, you know, all summer it's been nothing but big fun and big games and just going places, and I am the coolest uncle ever, I know. But what you don't see are some of these pictures that I didn't put up on Facebook because it's actually more reminiscent of the things that we are actually spending most of the summer on, where you'll see him just sitting at my kitchen island just studying 
all day. <laughs> um, uh, that, there he is, just looking super stressed out. This is, see, we don't go to New York every day. We don't do Chicago every day, but we do do this every day. <laughs> um, and what is he looking at there is like trying to really work out some math and trying to get some stuff done. So without putting all of his business out there, um, I would just say when I got him and I knew I would have him for the summer, um, right at the start of it, I'm like, hey, how you doing in school? And he's like, oh, I'm doing real good, uncle. I passed. I went to the next grade. And he was not lying ish. <laughs> um, the, he did pass. Um, however, I just happened to come across his report card and I realized that though he did pass from one grade to another, um, let's just say some of the subjects that he took in the fifth grade were less than desirable grades that we would want to see. And this was all throughout the entire year, like not making any good grades at all. But then at the end of the year, they still put the little stamp on it and pass you on to the next grade. And I was like, well, check out this no child left behind thing, <laughs> you know. Um, but the dangerous thing about that is what I was trying to tell them is specifically in math is, is it's building blocks and it's stepping stones. So if you're going to now go into the sixth grade, but clearly you haven't captured what you need to learn in fifth grade math, I don't even need to see your first grade, your first quarter report card. I already know it's going to fail because you have not captured what you need to know at this level to be prepared to go to the next level. Now, some of y'all think I'm still talking about my nephew, but some of y'all already caught that I'm already preaching. So, so I'm like, we got to spend some time this summer to try to get you already caught up. And now when some friends come over and they see I'm all stressed out and, you know, they're like, David, they're trying to remind me, it's the summertime. This is not the time for that. And I'm just like, had we spent the nine months in school doing what we needed to do, then we wouldn't have to spend this three months playing catch up so this is why in summer, we're spending our summer doing these things. And the, the, the statistics are there. The data is there. This is a woman who graduated from an Ohio high school. I came across this article yesterday. And she, you know, did a news story, and she was talking to people. She actually graduated, got her diploma. And at the time she got her diploma, she still didn't know how to read and still couldn't count money. And so after graduation, she still couldn't get a job. As a matter of fact, she didn't even know how to fill out a job application, but still graduated. It is dangerous to be moved to a level in which you are not prepared for. It is dangerous to want to graduate too when you have not mastered that in which you are graduating from. What we see here is a symptom of a system that is broken. Or as Ava DuVernay, who is the producer of the Netflix uh, series, When They See Us, put it, it's not necessarily a broken system. It is a system that is functioning exactly the way that it was built to, to keep those that already got it up and to keep the oppressed oppressed, which is why we celebrate so excited when we see the accolades that were just read about these people, because not only did they do what everybody else has to do, but they fought against the current as young men and women of color and got all of the accolades that we saw. Though we live in this system that is broken, though we live in a system that will still allow you to fail all school year but then pass you one, and though we live in a system that will graduate you from one level to another, even when you are not prepared, that is not the way in which God works in his system. 
As a matter of fact, God will keep you stuck for however long it takes before you learn what it is you are supposed to learn to get you to the next level. Because God knows that there is something I have you here for. There's something I've got you in this place for that I want you to learn. And if you don't learn it, then you're not moving we get stuck on this timetable. We, we understand first grade, second grade, third grade, and we tie those to years or even higher education. I'm a first year student, second year student, freshman, sophomore. So at the end of the year, we feel like we are supposed to move on because that's what we are supposed to do. And God is not tied to your timetable. He's tied to what it is that you have understood and the, the, the core competencies that he wants you to get so that you can actually be successful at the next level. Check out the children of Israel. They were given a timetable. He said, you're going to sojourn for 400 years, your people. But at the end of that 400 years, you will enter the promised land. He set a timetable, but he also set a promise. Now, it took them 430 years to actually get into the place. Why is it that it took the extra long? Did God lie? God wasn't tied to the timetable. He was tied to what it is that they were supposed to learn. Check out the scripture, and here we see in Joshua, he said, The Israelites had moved about in the desert 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died. Since they had not obeyed the Lord, for the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land that he had solemnly promised their fathers to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. See, what happened was the people knew what the promise was, but they, one, did not believe God and subsequently disobeyed God because they did not have faith that he would do the thing that he was supposed to do. So when God looked at his people and he said, oh, you still need to grow in faith, we're going to extend your time at this level so that by the time you do move into the land, you know the thing in which I want you to know. So let me put you in this uncomfortable space. I'm going to move you out of Egypt, but then some way that's going to be good, but in some ways it's going to be a little bit worse. They said, I almost wish you would have kept me in captivity because at least then I knew where my next meal was coming from. At least then we might have been sleeping in the, in, in the prison, but at least we had a roof of our head. But here we are in the desert just circling for 40 years, circling on a journey that should have just took a fraction of the time. We're going in circles and God is trying to teach them, I'm going to give you manna, which is just enough to get by every day. You're not going to get full off of it, but you also won't die. I'm going to do that for 40 years. He said, I'm going to keep you in this uncomfortable spot where you have to keep calling me. And when I say I'm going to be there, I'll show up. So by the end of this 40 years, you will understand that I am who I say I am. And the next time I tell you that I'm going to do something, you will believe me. And when I get you to the land flowing in milk and honey, you will have an understanding that you did not have before. They should have been able, after 400 years, be able to go straight from Egypt to the promised land. But because they had not learned, they needed extra time. Turn to your neighbor and say, do you need extra time? Now ask yourself, do I need extra time? First thing I want you to ask yourself today is, what is God trying to teach me at this level? 
What is God trying to teach me at this level? We keep this forward thinking. We come to church asking for the next thing. We come to church asking to be elevated. We come to church asking for the blessing. But have you asked God, what is it that you have for me in this place that I'm in right now? Keep asking God for more power and you have not used the power that you have because you will set yourself up for defeat. Example, look at the man who goes to the demons and says, in the name of Jesus or in the name of Paul, I come and it's like, these other people I know. But who are you? He didn't have the experience. He didn't have the power. He didn't have the tools behind him to back him up. And the demons whooped him to this day. What is it that God is trying to teach you in the place that you're at right now before you graduate to another level? Graduating to graduating from are we still good you cannot then be afraid of the process it takes time even David who became king he was in this process that was taking time it took years for God to form him outside you know counting sheep and and defending sheep against the the wolves and the bears and the, the this and the that and taking crap from his brothers and being humble and learning these things and then it took another seven years after he became king to become king of the whole land he was in a process it took Abraham process it took Moses process I would submit to you even Jesus went through process before he stepped into the fullness of his ministry we see him at age 12 answering questions and being in the temple but then he goes silent in the gospels we don't see anything we don't know what he was doing I believe that he was preparing himself see even though he was Jesus God in the flesh I believe he had to take some time to prepare this physical nature to catch up with the spiritual thing that was already inside of him so that by the time he enters his 30s and we only get less than five years of his ministry he goes down in history as the most influential person that has ever walked this earth some of us been preaching for how long and he had five years and he got it done even people who don't believe in him seeing his glory don't believe me what's today's date what's today's date the 21st. How do we, the 21st of what? Of what year? Only Christians know that? 2019 A.D.? We dated time after him. You can't tell me that people aren't singing his glory every day. Just know that he was here. Just know that he lived. Just know that he died and he changed the whole game in five years. But it took him 30 years of preparation to get ready for the thing in which he was going to do. Don't move me to a level in which I am not prepared. Don't set me up for failure. Don't bring it to me too quick because I might not be ready. If it takes 30 years for me to get it, but five years for me to get it done, then I'm all right. Yes, 
So after you've gone through the process, after you've spent the time, who goes to school for nothing, especially higher education? You paying out the money, you're accumulating the debt, unless you get all that money in scholarships, praise God. <laughs> Spending all this time in your adult life, looking at what other people are doing, they, they going out and eating these fancy dinners, and here we are another night with ramen noodles. <laughs> They're clubbing all night, and here we are another night in the books studying. They're going out. Here you are again preparing for another exam. Four years, five years, some of them eight years. Depending on the degree in which you are going for, 10 years, 12 years. Why do all of that only to graduate and be in the same spot as those who didn't have to go through the process. He might have you in this spot that will move you from the people that you used to be with, from the things that you used to do, and you will find yourself set apart because your experiences and your time spent at whatever level has set you differently than everyone else. Check out the next text, Romans chapter 12, 1 through 3. He says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Some versions say this is your sacrifice. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation hints a process. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment In accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. All of us have been given our own measure. For the purposes of today, all of us have been given our own degree. Some of us are more proficient in one thing than another. You spent those years with nothing but $2.68 in your bank account after you paid all your bills. Or some of us spent those years with nothing but $2.68 in our bank account and still had bills due. Some of us spent those years watching our family members sick and bedridden and having to take care of them. Some of you spent the years sick and bedridden yourself and needing other people to take care of you. Some of you spent the years watching that member of your family battle addiction and never get to move beyond it. Some of you spent those years yourself battling those years of addiction and feeling like you could never get beyond it. What has your experience prepared you for? And why do you think God will elevate you from any one of those situations but to go back and use what you learned to teach somebody else and be a blessing to them? friend of mine was listening to Tony Evans earlier and he said we have got to get this mindset of the blessings from God are not supposed to come to us. They are supposed to come through us. We are blessed 
to be a blessing. God's not interested in this prosperity level thing of just moving you from one level to another level to another level just because. So at the end of it, you can stand up and say, look at me. But he's interested in moving you from one level of glory to another level of glory to point to him, the king of glory, and say, if he did it for me, I know he can do it for you. Let me sit down and tell you about where I was, how I used to look like where you were, how I used to do the things you did. This is what worked for me, and now can he work it for you? But we're afraid to tell our story. We're afraid to say the testimony. We don't want people to know where we were. We don't want people to know just how bad it was. Let me tell you, it was bad. It was really, and sometimes it's still really bad. But standing up here today, for some reason, I don't know, because God can take a nasty, God can take a wretch, God can take somebody that everybody else discarded, and I declare if he can speak through a bush, if he can speak through an ass, then he can speak through me. And so if he did it for me, then he can do it for you. I appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Never heard that before. Something about saying I was relatable, just vulnerable, because I've been through too much and I know my story too well than anybody else to get up here and act brand new. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> and so I will be always the first one to say, it's open to everybody. <laughs> Salvation is open to everybody. The blessing is open to everybody. The anointing is open to everybody. But there is sacrifice. And some of y'all mad because you keep looking at other folk. Maybe you're looking at me. Maybe you're looking at Pastor Venice. Maybe you're looking at Terry. Maybe you're looking at whoever. And you're mad because they're elevated. And you're mad because you see them doing this, this, and that. But my question is, what have you sacrificed? What have you given up? What have you said, Lord, you can use me? Terry, does it come at a cost? Does it come at a cost, my brothers? Does it come at a cost to be elevated? I come to tell you this is sleep this night. This is wrestling with the Lord. This is holding on to stuff that I didn't want to give up. This is saying, I don't understand this. And then he says, now stand up and tell the story. Everybody wants to graduate too, but we're too afraid to graduate from. You got to leave some people behind. Get comfortable being called brand new. <laughs> they call me bougie, I take it as a compliment. <laughs> you think you better, oh, well, I mean. <laughs> I did that already. I did my time. <laughs> if you've done your time, say I did my time. <laughs> you can be humble and realistic. <laughs> did my time. I don't have to keep looking like I didn't come from nothing. Oh. Used to walk into a room feeling small. People didn't like the way I talk. Don't like the way you walk too feminine. Walk into a room and you will know I'm here. 
did my time there. Don't have to feel small. Graduated from that, stepping into something new. And if you can't do it, shame on you. Take those degrees, work them, show them off. It took some time, took too much time, took too much money. Use what you got. Last thing I want you to know is life is about the journey. It's not about the destination. We are always graduating from only to graduate to. It's not about taking you out of somewhere to bring you into nowhere, but going to another level. And every time we see God, he's moving. Moving in the wind. He troubles the water. He's a dancing fire. And I'm wondering, where is the spirit of God moving in you. Notice the scripture says, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I'm always in motion. You got to ask yourself, are you in motion? Or are you satisfied where you are and you just have to be comfortable with that? Some of us don't want to get out of high school. Can we be real? Some of us don't want to get from the comfortable place. They said, take me, you could have left me in Egypt. It's nice living under mama's roof, grandma's roof. It's nice knowing that you can sleep in till 12 and then get up and ain't even got to wash your behind and come strolling into the kitchen and ooh, she left some bacon on the oven and just grab that and just sit down and just be content. And for some people, it's enough. But you can't have that and want this at the same time. Let's say that again. You can't have that and want this at the same time. You can't be stuck and want to get to a new place at the same time. And spiritually speaking, where are we where we're just kind of stuck, just kind of sitting in this place, just Pleading with God, don't make me uncomfortable. Pleading with God, don't move me out of this place. Pleading with God saying, I know he don't treat me right, but I like where it is and I don't really believe that you got somebody else for me. Pleading with God and saying, I know I should really believe that you can heal my body, but I've been dealing with this sickness for so long, so just keep me here and it'll be all right. But I need some people who are willing to get uncomfortable and step out on faith and say, I'm willing to leave this behind and grab hold to whatever it is you have for me. It might make me uncomfortable. It might require me to sacrifice. It might require me to step into the unknown, but I will do it and to see what you have for me. Notice that the people who received the promise never made it. What must it have been like for Joshua to walk over knowing Moses never saw? 
Can I say something? We have this tendency in the church, there are, the church as a whole, dare I say the black church, we don't want you to get farther along than where I did. Somehow we take offense when we see somebody else prospering, doing better, going somewhere you ain't gone, doing some things you ain't done. We got some folks still sitting on the board saying, well, I never did it. I never needed no visual supports to help me understand the sermon. I didn't need all this. Upset. Some people upset because you in Sunday school and the punk younger than you read the scripture with new eyes and said, what if? Had you thought about this? And you're like, no, 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 no. Young people hear me. Joshua went places that none of the people before him were able to go. Understand, we respect those who came before us. We honor what they did, but uh, what you are supposed to do, parents, what you are supposed to do, deacon board, what you are supposed to do, anybody else board, is want to see those that you train go farther, do more, take what you taught and run with it and go, I never imagined what was going to happen. I could have never done this on my own. I never even thought of that. But they um, brought in something new, brought in some fresh energy and kept moving because we serve a God that doesn't get stuck. I don't care how old New Mission is. I don't care how long you've been doing it. God said that I am bigger than your 100 year vision, your 150 year vision, your 200 year vision, and yes, somebody's going to step in here and do it different than you ever thought to be done. Because what happens then is not only does one person graduate from one level to another, but then we as a people are able to cross over all together and go from to because some things are going to require the stamina that you don't have. There are some things that God wants to do with this place that he needs somebody with your different skill set. He needs somebody that's in a different position. He's trying to reach a generation that you don't even know how to talk to. Don't even have an Instagram. Don't even have a Snapchat. And so he's working on these people to get something done. And it's not about them going forward. It's about when they succeed. I look good. I hope my nephew does more than me. Get a better car. Get a bigger apartment because I'm going to be up in there too. And I'm going to say, yeah, I was with it. Yeah, I set it up. I did all that. Go further. Do more. Go places I've never been. Come back and tell me about it because that is success. Your failure is my failure, but your success is my success. So in closing, think about, seriously, where you are. What are you tired of? You ain't got to say it out loud. If you can close your eyes and get real with yourself, what are you really tired of? Been circling the desert 
for how many years? Stuck for how many years? Still saying I can't for how many years? Can't move for how many years? Stagnant. And stagnant stuff stink. For how many years? What is God trying to teach in this moment that he hasn't allowed you to cross over? Now ask yourself, am I ready to let go? Am I ready to finally learn? Am I ready to step into the unknown? See, some of you already have the tools. Some of you already have conquered the level, but you don't know what the next level brings. So it's fear that's holding you back. I say, are you ready to step into the unknown? But mama hasn't gone. Grandma hasn't gone. This is uncharted territory. How many first generation people are in here? Step into the unknown. And do you believe that there is a God who says there's levels to this thing? Who says we go from glory to glory to glory to glory. He was the originator of started from the bottom now be here. He's trying to tell you I can lift you up. He's trying to tell you that we can do better. He's trying to tell you that there's something else on the other side. But are you ready to graduate from to? And if you're ready, stand up. If you're ready, stand up. Put your walking shoes on. Put your walking shoes on. And let's go on a journey. Let's go on a journey. Who's going to walk with me? Let's see if we're just moving, 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 moving from one place to another. Some people still ain't caught it. They only comfortable in the view. But we got to go on the journey, Justin. We going from one place to another. I refuse to end up in the same spot that I was in before. I got to move. Oh, there's a barrier. I got to move. I got to move. Get from one place to another. One place to another. Who wants to go? Who wants to go? Graduate. 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 Catch your diploma. Use your testimony. Tell your story and go from 